Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan with the babyface gimmick in the sky, Roger. And this week in the Canasada, we are joined by uh, LA, I'm sorry, Emmy nominated. Sorry, I don't speak English as a first language, so it always gets me. <laughs> Emmy nominated TV and radio personality. Alicia Del Valle. Alicia, how are you? I am just a peach. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. I uh, I mean, let's just get it out of the way. I mean, you're obviously the most famous person in this group chat right now. You're <laughs> in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I had no idea that you were in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You, you've, uh... done, you've done so many things and you're currently even a free agent. So realistically, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was filming again, you could go do that again. Tell us. <laughs> How did you wind up here where you're at right now as a free agent and what are you up to? Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Um, I will admit right off the bat that I am now, podcasts are now growing on me. I am not, uh, I'm still learning and it takes me a while to love one. And if I don't love it right away, I usually just move forward. But when I saw yours, I actually listen to the entire shows is that do you call podcast shows see i don't know uh, yeah i think that's fair <laughs> episodes shows i mean here's the episodes, thing we're, thank you <laughs> where we are now we're in the gray area where we're still trying to figure out kind of this new chapter of technology so i think that's fair okay well so i want to give you guys props because a um i love baseball i love my dodgers and I used, I played softball with Roger before. I don't know if he told you guys. He has told us in passing that sources say you played softball. A little bit him. of history. And uh, yeah, just- Roger scored four touchdowns in that game, right, Roger? <laughs> Every time he tells us that story, it's like, no, tell it again, Roger. We haven't heard this one. No, I think it was, was it four or was it five? I could have sworn it was five touchdowns. It was Barry Sanders to everyone, I believe. Only three, actually. <laughs> it was almost four. One got called back. It could have but been. I am a fan, I am a new fan, and I want to just real talk. Thank you guys for repping the Dodgers, repping our culture in LA, and being, you know, gente, because that's really important to me. I'm a huge believer in representation matters, and you guys are doing it, you know, having fun. And a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows, a lot of commercials, all of that, Hollywood media, we are underrepresented. Or misrepresented. So bravo to you guys. And now I'll stop. That I mean, I'm not getting paid, right? So I don't have to like. I mean, you did, a, you did a wonderful job. You read it. You read it just like we wrote it. So thank yes. you. We appreciate the, that. the cue cards. We appreciate uh, Roger typing up the cue cards for Alicia ahead of this. So so thank yes. you. Uh, but thank you for the kind words. No, we uh, we we appreciate it. But like you, we don't take ourselves too serious. So let's dive right into it. Agents of Shield was one of the very few jobs I was allowed to do. Because when you work in local news, they, uh, the stations pretty much own your image. They own your ass. So even though I was offered, you know, all kinds of side gigs, hosting gigs, TV gigs, they pretty much said no. But while I was at ABC, um, it's Disney owned. They requested me. I did it. It was awesome. It was scary. It was one of the uh, most frightening things because I'm not an actor. I'm not an actress. Shout out to all of our hardworking brothers and sisters out there grinding because you have 30 people around staring at you. You don't want to waste anyone's time. At least I didn't. I was not given the lines anytime before the time I arrived. They apologized for that. It was a mistake. And let's just say that if you could find the scene that I did, you see me and I'm a White House reporter. There's a White House behind me, but it's not my voice. I was so terrible. <laughs> That they dubbed my voice. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I personally would have fallen face, you know, face first <laughs> into whatever because I can't act to begin with. So all the props in the world to you. But you know, you were you were with the networks for a while, and now you're not. 
So how, but so what have you kind of been up to since, uh, since all that's happened? Well, um, first of all, thank you for, uh, the free agent reference because damn, that's right. I'm a free agent. I'm very excited. Um, it's a nicer way of saying unemployed. Thank you for that. Much respect. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, it's, it's hard out in these streets in this economy right now. That's right. <laughs> no, but this, it truly is, uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, the long version, let's go with the short version, shall we? During the lockdown, during the pandemic, like so many others, I was asked to not return when things started opening up. And I still hear from so many awesome uh, friends that I've met over my almost 20 years of doing morning radio and television. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? Because things just started to get quote normal, right? And uh, I'm not, I'm not going back to morning news. Um, At my previous station, I had three bosses in three years. It was not a great fit the way it was at ABC. And my dream as a little girl was to be on Channel 7 News. That's what we call it, Channel 7. You watch Channel 7. It's eyewitness news. My own family didn't want me. They wanted me to be a lawyer. I'm the first one in my family to go to college. So it was a big deal that I did not follow their dreams, um, that I wanted to be on television because growing up, nobody looked and sounded and had last names like me, very few, I should say. So I did it, I was very proud. Um, You know, my aunties came from Texas just to take a picture uh, of a billboard of me up in LA. Like that's like an epic, like make me cry moment. So I did what I was supposed to do. Right. During the pandemic, like so many others, uh, you know that word pivot? Yes. Well, I, I didn't pivot. I didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I slept. I caught up on, you know, lack of sleep doing morning news and television. I ate well. I probably gained at least 12 pounds, maybe 15. And on a 5-2 frame, that's a lot. Um, I call that the pandemic 20. And I'm still, I still have right. the pandemic 20. I so. actually ah. am just now working on that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I, I basically, uh, I, I'm figuring out what I want to do next. And I, uh, this is a great uh, way to introduce that I will be starting my own podcast. Yay. And it's going to be focused on um, adventures like hiking. I love the outdoors. I love being in Southern California. I love traveling. And I feel like there is a lack of representation for the majority minority in this country, Mexican Americans, we spend a lot of money on things like travel and and uh, cars and makeup and food and electronics. And so I want to help bridge that gap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. I mean, as as I can speak for Juan here, because he and I don't go hiking. I mean, we, we again, <laughs> we're not we're not in that demo, but it's, it's, you know, that's the thing, right? Hiking, adventuring, all that stuff. So what are you going to be calling the podcast? Oh, thank you. Um, it's ADV Ventures, like Alicia Del Valle, because that was my nickname on radio stations and TV stations. ADV. In fact, my ex-boyfriend, he started calling me ADV because he would hear everyone else call me ADV. So just <laughs> so stuck with a really you. romantic nickname. <laughs> Well, and, and, and uh, an, another thing that I know that you're passionate about that I know you've talked about, you've posted about is the Dodgers, you, you like the Dodgers. I mean, you obviously you like the Rams, but we're not going to talk about the Rams here because it's <laughs> like we're, Juan and I don't have the time for that. Roger oh, allegedly oh. became a football. F- I don't believe that for two seconds. Get out of here with that. But, uh, but Wait, you, let me you, guess. is Juan a, a Raider fan or a Chargers fan? I'm a Raiders. Oh, Raider. <laughs> Raiders. Yeah. The autumn wind. And that's why. Arr. And that's Where's why. Where's your cat? Autumn wind is a pirate. And that's why nothing hurts Juan. Because that's right. he's, he's been abused. Years of abuse. Just years Amen. of abuse. I, I feel you. I, I'm with you. I actually don't. As a diehard Rams fan, I don't hate the Raiders. I think the NFL is more entertaining when the Raiders are good. So um, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I, they are my most loathed t- team in the NFL. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, and I just the like to give. Boo, I, Niners. 
Take your brand new jerseys and go back across the bridge. So Roger, who I know is a Niners fan and proclaims to be a Rams fan, has new jerseys that he needs to take across the bridge. So please, please. Roger. So how, how do we feel? How do we feel about Dodger Niner fans? That's just that shouldn't even ever be said in the same sentence. I don't understand. <laughs> You're making my head hurt. <laughs> well, then, then have Roger explain it because he's a Dodgers Niners fan. <laughs> He no, he's a Rams fan. no, no. Um, hello, you see me wearing the blue. This is the south of California. Don't make me say Soreno. Um, it oh. is not oh. supposed to happen, okay? Oh boy, and- welcome to prison oh. talk with ADV. <laughs> we'll have to get DJ Severe back on because uh, I know he's one of those that's a little bit confused. Oh, he's one of those. Okay, that's a oh, that's wow. a good start. Wow, one of those, those are fighting words right there, especially coming rich. It's rich coming from you, Roger. Yeah, it's I, like someone I, made a list or something, huh? Yeah. It's crazy, right? I like DJ Severe. And I don't want to end up on Roger's list. So I'll just stop talking about how much I don't like Niners. But he all. also <laughs> says that the list doesn't exist. So, I mean, it, it ah, go both ways. La lista. Okay. Yeah. Well, and again, you put it on for the Dodgers. And, uh, yes, and you're, you're a heart. rabid Dodger fan. So uh, what have you kind of you know taken away from, uh, from the, the free season movement and everything kind of up to where we are right now with spring training? Okay, where to start? Very excited. Um, this this might be the first preseason or preseason. This might be the first spring training that I'm not going to get to attend because of said pandemic pandemic. Um, but that's okay. I'm still excited for the season. How about Dave Roberts calling out, we're gonna win the World Series? I love that move. I love his boldness. It's something new and fresh, and he gets it from so many Dodger fans. I mean, Dodger fans, come on, we're spoiled. We need to lighten up. We need to stop nitpicking every little thing. I love that he did that because the Dodgers already have a target on their back. So I say we own it, and it gives kind of like a rally cry, right? Um, Of course, I love the Freddie Freeman move. I knew Corey Seager wasn't going to stay. I'm very grateful to Corey and all he's done for the organization and for our Dodger fans, but I don't know. Like, I just, you guys tell me, were you surprised that he left? I wasn't. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I'm not going to nitpick like Juan, but, uh, I, uh, (laughs) I, uh, I didn't, I didn't think he was, I mean, would I have liked him to have come back? Yeah. But I just don't see the Dodgers committing that amount of money to him. If I'm being honest with you. Well, lucky for us, we have a plethora of all-stars and amazing role players and amazing, like, I don't want to say we don't need Corey, but that can be easily, his, his uh, seat can be filled, you know, like those shoes are going to, they have already been, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on the positive guys. I, I'm looking forward to this season. I love the addition of Freeman, um, I, I hope that Udias, I know he just resigned. What was it? One year, 8 million. Yeah. Yeah. To I avoid wish, arbitration. Yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish they could work something out long-term. I'm really nervous that he's going to leave because he is our star. And even though he doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, from uh, baseball in general, MLB, I mean, come on, he's the only 20 game winner. And it was like a blip. There was hardly anything about it. You had local radio guys calling out the Dodgers. It was a Roger, help me, Rogan and Rodney. They spent like an after, they spent an hour giving Urias love, letting the fans call in. And Rodney Pete was angry saying Urias needs more love from MLB, more love from the Dodgers. And I'm, I'm right there with him. So hopefully we can, um, I mean, am I wrong? Am I, am I being mean? I don't want to be mean. I just want Urias to get his due, you know? No, you're not being mean, but it, here's the thing. Listening to you, Alicia, you know, I would see you on TV and I mean, you covered the Dodgers, uh, the World Series uh, win in 2020. You were down in, in Texas covering it. But let me ask you this. I see pictures of you all the time at Dodger Stadium. I see you at the Bank of California, LAFC. I see you at a lot of sporting events. Where did this love of sports come from? Um, my dad, big time. Uh, is it okay to say that I'm a daddy's girl? Because I am. Uh, <laughs> my dad did not. Have, 
any sons to, I have a sister, I have a daughter. So that makes four generations of Dodger fans and we bleed blue, man. Like I had no choice, by the way, there's no way. Like even when the Rams went to St. Louis, my dad was like, so we don't, we don't punish the team. Yes. He hated Georgia, but he don't punish the players. Right. And, and uh, I told Eric Dickerson that story when I first interviewed him and guess who now loves my mom and dad, every time he sees them, Eric Dickerson, like, my parents loved the Dodgers. Some of my earliest memories are family Dodger outings where we still got to tailgate. That's how old I am. They allowed tailgating at Dodger Stadium back then. Um, of course, Fernando Mania. Um, I was a little girl, but I'm still old enough to know how special it was when Fernando pitched. It was a time of, okay, here's an example. When there's a big fight, right? Chavez, De La Hoya, Tyson, you had the family over. It was a big deal. That's how Fernando starting, his games were like that. We made food, the family came out, like you did not miss those games. And that's, remember when Dodger, watching Dodger games was free? That was awesome, right? Like, (laughs) so those are some of my earliest memories. And I mean, I've been going to the stadium. I love telling this since I was in my mama's belly. So like, there's just no way I could not be a Dodger fan. And I'm going to be, be the shameless Homer here in the words of John Ireland. Um, is there a better stadium that has better weather with the most loyal fans? There isn't, I don't care. Come at me, Red Sox, come at me, Yankees. You guys moved to LA for a reason. Okay, and you come to our stadium and that traffic is horrible getting in and out and you still rock your team's jerseys from the Midwest and the East Coast, but you know you love Dodger Stadium. You know it. I want you to admit it. <laughs> so, so, Alicia, I mean, you were young when Fernando Mania happened, but mm-hmm. as you got older, since you were going, you know, to the, so many games, were there other Dodger players that stood out to you that you rooted for that you grew up being like, like, what was, did you ever buy a Dodger jersey? And if you did, who was the first Dodger jersey player you earned, you, you, uh, you purchased? Okay, so that's a two-pronger. Okay, so I'll start with the jersey. When I was able to afford my own jersey, it was not till kind of recently. And I bought a, actually, no, I bought my daughter a Kershaw jersey because she loved Kershaw, like had a crush on him like poster on the wall crush. Um, so I mostly wore t-shirts, but when I finally broke down and bought my own jersey, it was a Fernando Valenzuela jersey because he is my favorite Dodger. My f- favorite current Dodger is Justin Turner because he's such a like, he and his wife are LA just like, I just love what they do for the community. And I do have a Turner jersey as well. And I have, my daughter has Kershaw and I have an Urias jersey now as well. Um, I think I have a Mookie Betts t-shirt, but not a jersey. I bought that as soon as they went on sale at Dodger Stadium. Because <laughs> I live very close to Dodger Stadium. So it's easy to go shopping, even when there isn't a game on. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you something very controversial. And actually, I don't think we've ever discussed this on the show. So I want everyone to chime in on this. Where do you stand on Mike Piazza? I was a huge Mike Piazza fan, right? Okay. Now... I kind of feel that Piazza has disowned us, that Piazza doesn't want anything to do with the Dodgers. And if anybody that has followed, they know that Piazza talks smack on Vin Scully. And when you talk smack on Vin Scully, everybody takes it personal and everybody all of a sudden, you know, is protecting Vin. So there's a lot of people that I know don't rock with Piazza anymore. Where Piazza won't come back to Dodger Stadium because he's afraid he's going to get booed because people haven't forgotten that. Do you still view Piazza as part of the Dodger family? Like to me, he should have gone into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. I understand that he had more years with the Mets and I understand that the Dodgers traded him. And I understand that that's a lot of Piazza's anger comes from that. But do you still accept Piazza as one of our own 
Or you're just like, F that fool, man. He talks smack on Vin Scully. Like everyone I talk to when they want to reject Piazza. Okay. I would say that I am able to separate what was said about the one and only legendary iconic voice of baseball, Vin Scully, versus, yeah, I was a Piazza fan. And I would like to point out that the, the, the management, the ownership now is not the ownership. They were not there when all that went down. The previous ownership burned a lot of people. And the, the current ownership, I would like to give them props at how they brought so many back into the fold. I mean, even reworking the deal with Fernando Valenzuela, which I did not know about, just heard today. <laughs> you know, um, I can separate it. I will, I'm going to go with, I'm still, I still associate Piazza as a Dodger. And I still see a Piazza jersey and t-shirt at the stadium here and there. Yeah, no, I, they're starting to sell a lot of uh, throwback Piazza Dodger jerseys. Right? I see yeah. it. Babyface, where do you stand? Do you still accept Piazza as a Dodger? Like if they bring back Piazza one day to, to honor him at the stadium, are you going to cheer? Yeah, I, I think his number should be retired as well. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a Piazza fan. I can separate what kind of happened then to now, and he should still be uh, – I think in the Dodger family, Alonso, you know, I, I, I mean, knowing Dodger fans, Piazza is going to have, have some, some explaining to do as a uh, one uh, Ricky Ricardo used to say, <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, that me- it ended up being a bigger mess than it needed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Cause I think Piazza, I mean, even Vin, I remember him saying something to the effect of like, like as God is my witness or something like that. I don't get involved with those things. And Mike still took it personal that, excuse me, that they were jerking him around. If I'm not mistaken, and and I don't know how true this story is, but even to the end, like after he had retired, the Dodgers supposedly kicked the tires on bringing him back in. And he feels like they like jerked him around because they brought in, I don't remember who it was. It was like, it no, it, it was to back up Russell Martin. I do remember that. I don't remember who the catcher was, but it was it, no offense to the gentleman. It wasn't someone up to Piazza's caliber. So point is it, it would take some, it would take some, some smoothing over, you know, getting some people into the room. Obviously one of those people is Lasorda, but he's no longer with us. So God rest the soul. But I think he could be welcomed back in, but it, it would just have to take some, some, I don't even want to say it this way, but it's just better for lack of a better term. Piazza having to be the bigger man and just be like, yo, that's my bad. I misinterpreted the whole thing. It was a business thing that kind of went wrong. Because at the end of the day, it was over money. So so how does Vin feel about it? Does Vin still have any, does he have any ill will toward him? I, I don't think I, Vin I, I doubt ill it. Toward him. I don't, right? I, I doubt it. I so mean, if, if, it, if Vin doesn't have any ill will towards him, why should anybody else? Now, the rest to, of the Dodger fans shouldn't, right? Is that what you're correct. saying? Correct. And now to get him over is you have Mike Piazza come, and who introduces him? Vince That's Scully. a different story, yeah. I mean, oh. the one thing I know about Vince. Wow, you're a writer, Roger. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. already Great wrote the script and everything. Roger. Great production. Oh, well done. <laughs> well, if only you – never, I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> the thing I know about Vin too, is Vin's always been on the record saying that he doesn't want to, you know, associate himself with player contracts right because he's just he's just the voice so i do i think that piazza may have overreacted sure but if we've learned anything over the years you know that that stuff happens but if you're pissed you're pissed that's just the end all be all and i just think he was seeing red and that's why we're here yeah so it's you know pride maybe a little ego and like you said if it's going to take people to get into a room and just honestly communicate, right? If you're being asked separately to have a stand on something, but you don't talk amongst each other and, and to one another, nothing's going to get resolved. In fact, it turns into like a beef, like a rap beef. Like he said, what? And then you have to like respond and, and instead of like together speaking to one another. Hey man, that Piazza diss track, man. I can't wait until that <laughs> drops. 
<laughs> who uh, who's who's gonna take lead on that? If if Vin drops bars on that, I am gonna. Play <laughs> it's gonna be a sick mix, man. It's gonna there, be a sick mix. It's, as the kids would say, it's gonna be lit. I'm just saying. Um, can I can I mention something before I forget? Because sure. I will forget. Even though I I spent the pandemic catching up on sleep and all that good stuff, I still have a terrible memory. But I did I hear you mention that I was at the World Series win in Fort Worth. Yeah, uh, okay. you 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 were covering it, right? Well, so I you forced yourself, right? Here's what I wanted no, to no, ask no, no, you. No, 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 no. I was yeah, there. I but know, I was but there as a fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, I could have sworn I thought I saw you on the morning news. I covered the World Series, the two previous, the ones we lost. I was in Houston and in Boston. Oh, so you're a bad luck charm is what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, because I was there, but I was not working for that station. Uh, all uh, I heard, okay. All <laughs> I heard here is, is Juan wants to hear tea, but now that he knows you're a bad luck charm, it's not going to work. But I'm not a bad luck charm. I was there when we won it all, and I cried like a little bish. Um, I also was celebrating way too much, so that could That's have fair. contributed to the tears, but it was just a joyful day. That was me at the Rose Bowl, and my employer didn't even win, so I feel that. Oh, but Let me ask you, Alicia, when you, when you were covering those World Series in 2017 and 2018, you did something that I thought was really interesting because Technically, you were not a part of the sports teams, right? For those stations. Right. No, I was a traffic anchor. So let me ask you, how hard is it in that industry, once they see you as something, to try to transition to something else? Because I, look, 20 minutes into this already, we can hear you know your thing. You know sports. You know how to talk baseball. You know all that stuff. Oh, but when producers look at you and just see a traffic reporter and then you go in there and you tell them, I want to go cover the world series. How hard was that? Um, so part of the reason I left, okay, first of all, it's hard. Let's just answer that question. It is difficult, especially when you've been doing it as long as I have in the market that is Los Angeles. Um, it's one of the few markets. It's really hard to get into. It's, it's you're never supposed to start in LA. You have to go to a smaller market like Kalamazoo or where did I pull Kalamazoo from? Anyway, like, it's, <laughs> it's Michigan. It's a small market. It is. <laughs> no, no disrespect our to apologies to the Kalamazoo. I know we love market. Kalamazoo. And now just... we lost our Kalamazoo affiliate. Thanks a lot, baby face. Damn it. Why? Why? Okay. Why are you blaming me? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Dang. You're always, you're always the scapegoat. Leaving me on my own. <laughs> Yeah, he's the apologist here, not me and one. You'll you'll learn on this show, Alicia. We like to blame uh, all of our, each other uh, for everything. Okay. Gas prices, know. Rogers fault, hundred percent. Okay, so um, I started in LA, which is a very I'm very grateful, very grateful to start in you know Los Angeles for the the station in LA. It's called the Legacy Station, ABC, which was my dream. I think I mentioned that already. But they purposely were like, your personality is sunshine. In fact, that was another nickname. Like in the morning, when you wake up at 2 a.m. and you have to be at work by 3 a.m. and you have to present terrible things like death and destruction on freeways and whatnot and weather and um, affecting traffic and all that. Uh, it was really hard for them to see that my first love was sports. That's why I went into debt going to USC because I thought if I could get into a great school like USC and which has like they had their own television stations I had my own show at USC it was called LA Odds and Ends I've always been obsessed with Southern California I feel very uh, lucky to have started here worked here and I felt a huge responsibility to my community to my family to make them proud right um, I spoke and speak the way I speak. I have a regional accent, you know, even though my Spanish is terrible, <laughs> I have the accent like an LA. I say LA. One of the, the few, one of the earlier uh, memory, one of my earliest memories, excuse me, is uh, my news director saying, just because the mayor says LA that way doesn't mean you can say LA that way. Here's so the real the, test, Alicia. Here's the real test. Say, somebody. <laughs> say pizza. 
pizza. All right. There's no K. Did you see that? She didn't say pizza. If you would have said, if you would have said pizza, then I would have said, you're right. You have the accent. Oh, listen, how many listeners, you know, that grew up would go, hey, let's get some pizza. (laughs) No, you'd be sitting there going, where's the where's the K and pizza? You added a K to that, but okay. I digress. Go ahead. Hiring somebody from San Antonio. They paid this person and very lovely person to come. They flew her in, paid for her uh, probably a really nice posh hotel in the Glendale Burbank area. And she sat there with me for a little while to teach me how to say, how to pronounce LA. I just thought, what is happening right now? Like, the, I, I should have taken a note from that, that uh, event, that memory, and, and got into t- teaching people how to say LA, how to speak regional, <laughs> because Mayor Villaraigosa was the mayor at that time. And we all said LA. And I'm sorry that a lot of media, most media, 99% of media think LA is east of the 110 and north of the 10. LA is huge. It's ginormous. And I talk like most people I know talk, right? I mean, I talk like you guys and we all talk like each other. And I don't know, that was, uh, that should have been a huge um, red flag that they did not see me as the sports, you know, anchor reporter that I really truly wanted to be. And that's fine. And did I do enough? Let's, I'm going to take ownership. Did I do enough to push myself into sports? I did not because I was raised by very hardworking family members, parents, grandparents. You know, my dad was a farm worker. You work hard, keep your head down and you will be rewarded. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in journalism, that is bullshit. (laughs) You have to toot your own horn. You have to. You must be the squeaky wheel. And I was not. So that's my bad. Well, now we're going to give you the opportunity to be a squeaky wheel. So of this current (laughs) iteration of the Dodgers, that is the 2022 version, uh, who do you think needs to have a big year for this team to be successful? Oh, my first instinct is Cody. I mean, look how well the Dodgers did with Cody Ballinger having the worst year of his life. (laughs) And if he can, um, if we even just got an inkling of MVP Cody Ballinger, I mean, that lineup is unstoppable. Trey Turner did his thing when he arrived, but did he, did he deliver in the postseason? Not so much. So these are just things like right off the top of my head. Um, I, I was, I'm trying to think, I mean, with Jansen gone, like our closers are, I'm very proud. Okay. First of all, let me preface with Dodger fans are spoiled. Okay. I admit it. We are so spoiled. So I almost feel guilty calling out someone for not being (laughs) the superstars they are because that team is just so deep, you know, like we're so lucky that anything, any little thing that goes wrong. I mean, when they started booing Jansen, I was pissed. I I was still working. um, I would guest on Rogan and Rodney on um, the radio sports radio. And I would talk about, you cannot boo our own players at our own stadium. That's not, I mean, am I wrong guys? That's not what we grew up with. Look, we had a conversation just, about this. You just triggered baby face. Okay. I, I, I totally get what you're saying on the surface, Alicia, but I really think that that booing came from frustration. It came from, we were losing games. Jansen was not pitching well. I, I, at the same time, I don't record most relievers. That's what I mean by we're spoiled. We forget how lucky we, we forget the McCourt years. We forget when Fox owned the Dodgers. Like it is, we are so fortunate to win so much that any kind of loss we're like, why did he take him out at this time? Or And it's like, good Lord. I mean, we could be in Florida, you know, we could like, <laughs> Uh, so there's I, never been a time where you've been so frustrated and angry or oh, said course. one of those Dodger players sucks. You've never. Of course I've said it, but you know what? I don't <laughs> boo. 
I don't boo. So I don't like that. Yeah, there's a difference. There I mean, is a difference because you're teaching. So every time I grew up going to the stadium and there's an etiquette that is taught, right? And I hate to be like, get off my cloud. But honestly, um, you're at, there's something to be said for home field advantage. How is it home field advantage if your own fans are booing you? You get enough boos on the road. We're the Dodgers. We got targets on our back. And you, you we, we're in the playoffs every year. We, we've gone to the World Series three times. We just want a chip. And you're still going to boo one of our own who helped get us there? Like, it's almost like we deserve the worst. Think about energy. Think about um, karma. Think about, you know, like you get what you give. I'm sorry. I don't want to give booze. I want to give cheers, especially when they're down. That's the time they need to be, you know, uplifted in my opinion. So I never boo. And when people around me boo, ooh, daggers shooting out of my eyeballs. Like, so here's, here's the thing about Juan. Juan will boo the guy in the Del Taco drive-thru for getting his order wrong. So yeah, he has boo no that problem. Man. Boo yeah. that man. Juan is booing the peanut thrower at the yeah. stadium, huh? Yeah, he, he is a, he's a cynical guy. So he has no problem booing Kenley Jansen, and that's why he'll never come on this podcast. But to your oh, point, I agree. Is, uh, that the list? is he on the list? <laughs> hey, Roger, can you check who's on the list? No, I'll tell you who's on the list. Tom Niedemfuhrer is on the list because I have never See. forgotten 1985. Uh-oh. So... Let, let, how did you feel when Tom Nienefier gave up that home run to Jack Clark? And for the record, too, Alicia, his trauma response is Tom Nienefier. If you say the words Tom and or Nienefier, you will elicit this response from Juan, and you don't even have to do anything no. for 30 minutes because he's just going to be pissed. No, Tom. No. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going to let Babyface come in on this because I thought Babyface was going to come through his microphone when Alicia was saying no booing. Go for, ahead, the record, for the record, we, Juan and I's uh, approach to it is, is, is slightly different, but I do, I do believe that fans, we as fans, if you buy a ticket, you have a right to be vocal however you see fit. That's, I, that's the go-to. What I'm saying is the legacy of being a Dodger fan right. is we did not boo before. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's right either, by the way. I'm just saying. But yes, I'm not going to argue with if you own, if you bought the ticket and you want to boo, of course, on paper. What I'm trying to plead, Dodger fans, let's not get into that habit. That's what I'm saying. We want to love on our Dodgers, don't we? I don't want to. Want to boo. Baby face, come on. What what did you want to say? Come in here. I, I was just saying she was describing you. (laughs) <laughs> booing Canley. You made me stop the show just for that contribution. We're putting him on the list. You're on the list. You're best. on the list. Yeah, that was the list for that. That, that. Come on, bring. I have to heat. admit. I have to admit that that uh that response warrants addition to the list. <laughs> La lista on there. La lista. Tom Niedemfuhrer is number one on that list, though. Yes, Bob Costas. Is, Bob Costas is a close number two, though. <laughs> Bob one, of these day, one of these days, look, I, I have a fight club, Alicia, and my fight club consists of all baseball announcers and, and Tom Needenfear. For some reason, baseball announcers get on my nerves. They get like, I mean, I was so happy when I heard that Joe Buck is moving to ESPN. So now Joe Buck is not going to do the ESPN, which hey, probably means man. Joe Davis is going to get the World Series duties for Fox. So how great would it be Joe Davis calling? It would make me feel like it was in 88 when Vin Scully was calling the World Series for NBC. What are you going to do when Joe Buck calls the one Raider game they get a year on Monday Night Football? Though It's OK. I, I'll put it on mute. That's fair. <laughs> You That's can listen fair. to the radio broadcast. That's true. That <laughs> and you, true. I mean, you can experience pain in 4K and over the airwaves. So, I mean, you have the win each way, bro. I started in radio, so I still have love for radio. In fact, young people don't even watch the news anymore. So that's why you see the panic. But there, there is still an audience for sports radio. There's still an audience for sports in general because it's you have to see it live. You, It's really hard to go back and watch. Um, my dad does that, but... I don't really know anyone else who does who records sports and goes back and watches. <laughs> well, and, and uh, wanted to ask you now that you're, you know, now that you're a free agent, so you got the podcast going that's in the works. What else does Alicia Del Valle have coming, coming in the works? 
Okay, so um, because I have my SAG card and I'm being encouraged by um, friends to pursue commercials, commercial auditions. These are things that were offered to me while I was, you know, doing my morning news thing and I could never say yes. Um, I'm very community oriented. I sit on a couple of boards. I volunteer at least once a week. Um, I subscribe to in order to do well, you have to do good. And a lot of uh, opportunities. In fact, my ABC job came from me uh, volunteering at a woman's event, a young woman's event in at P Pasadena City College. So shout out uh, to Adelante Mujeres. Um, I'm going to do, be doing a lot of community stuff my traveling for the podcast, auditioning for commercials, and I'm diving into voiceovers as well. So wish me luck on all that stuff. Oh, and I'm writing a book. I'm actually writing two books, but- You're writing two books at the same time? Yes, yeah, so one I had started a while ago, never finished. So I'm trying to finish that. I dedicate a few hours every day because I have to treat it like that. But I don't do it Ernest Hemingway style. I really do wake up and try to write. So you don't Ernest drink Hemingway. a giant bottle of alcohol? Is yes, that what you mean by you don't drink Ernest Hemingway style? Well, because he says, write junk, edit sober. That is the Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Hemingway fan, actually. But anyway, I don't do that. However, one book is fiction. One is not. I showed a couple of chapters to, uh, should I say his name? He's a actor, uh, actor comedian. Anyway, actor comedian. Can we guess? Sure. Actor comedian. Uh, I'm going to go with George Lopez. No, but I did show him this at George Lopez's house. If that helps, but think of a George Lopez associate friend, homie. Carlos Mencia. Wow, he went there. <laughs> he went there. Speaking Boo. of fight clubs, he took. You know, I have to say. <laughs> One of the greatest things that I just uh, enjoyed right now is that she got why I said Carlos Mencia. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing: I, I my still favorite thing ever is when Joe Rogan punked Carlos Mencia, wow. uh, like to his face in front of people, and that's what I assume Juan's Fight Club reactions are supposed <laughs> to be. But Juan can't do that because he doesn't know Tom. No, my fight club reactions are physical fights, man. I, I, and look, I get it that Bob Costas is a sacred cow, but how many times do I need to hear that baseball was better in 1960 than it is now when it's that's not also, true? But that's it's also elder true. abuse at this point. That's elder abuse. That's well, elder. You know what? I thought the same thing when I watched that Gotham TV series when Batman was like five years old and they're showing all these villains. And I'm like, no wonder Batman kicks all their asses. All these villains are geriatric villains. I mean, that show made no sense. There was such an age difference between Bruce Wayne and the villains. I'm, I'm just like, what the hell? Who did this timeline? I'm, I'm stoked to hear some of your priorities. though. I, I, I've, now some of your logic makes sense to me. There and you I'm, go. And I'm, and I'm Alicia, we talk about important things on this show. Um, we do. Oh, we do. Yes. <laughs> well, before, before I throw it to Juan to end the show, how we always end it. Uh, I wanted to ask you what are, what is in your opinion, the best newscaster sports wise in our market? Cause you got, you got so many good ones oh, and there you. isn't, and there isn't a lot of other markets that are like this. And I know it's an unfair question, but I feel like it's a fair question because we're once again spoiled, even in that regard. I know we are spoiled. And you're also asking me, I have yeah, friends, it's a question. I know I have friends that, that do this for a living. And but now you're a free agent. I know, but I don't. Oh, and real I'm quick. Sorry. Here. Before I forget, we, you never told us who, uh, who the, the comedian actor was. Cause obviously it's not Carlos Mencia. No, it's not Carlos Mencia. And we don't even need to say who it is. What I, my point in all that story was that he wants to submit what I showed him to his agent, his literary agent. He's also an author because he said that what I showed him reads like a TV series. He said, I see this as a script. I see this and it's called Good Morning Los Angeles. And it is from a Latina anchor's point of view, working in morning television for 20 years. 
So it is so, for sure Carlos Mencia. And it's a dark comedy. And no, it's not Carlos Mencia. <laughs> you know what's funny is... It's I love what you did there. I love what you did there, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, it's funny, though, because it almost follows the same timeline as that's going to piss off Juan with the Gotham setup. So it works out great. It works out great. No, I mean, hey, congratulations. We no, might no. be seeing this on a streaming series then yes. pretty soon. This sounds like, like right Netflix. up. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously everything we're saying is in jest we don't think it's carlos mencia because no i know i know but um yeah Juan i does though <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i wasn't joking i don't know where you guys why you're making fun what? of me you know what? can i just take a moment and remember did you guys watch the george lopez show no i've never seen it yes i i watched it with adrian gonzalez the original with the family with Constance Marie. All right. <laughs> you got what I said, right? Yeah, no, that was good. Well, that's George's friend on that show. I know. I don't Did he not he look like a young him. Adrian Gonzalez? I've that's heard that. And I just try not to offend Aegon. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Slander. Slander. Poor Ernie. No, I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Actually, I just now realized what I said is actually a diss to the actor. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. I, I actually meant- thought I thought she was going to say, oh, no, you're right. He listens to this show and he's going to know what they're talking <laughs> no, about. No, no, no. I don't ever like, uh, who am I? I, I, I? What does Tupac say? Only God can judge. I am no one to say he's better looking. He's a better actor. He's a better sports anchor, whatever. I just know from my industry that the powerful ones are powerful powerful for a reason. Now, are the tides changing because the demo is changing? Yes. Right. And do I sometimes get upset that the old way of doing things, the gatekeepers cannot keep up with the times? Absolutely. And that includes even people at our beloved institutions like the Dodgers. Are there things that I would love for them to do better because I love them so much that I want to be the best at everything? Absolutely. And that includes news too. So I'm not going to go there and pick out my favorite broadcaster, but I will say that uh, the mayor is the mayor for like Kobe didn't talk to anybody until he talked to Jim Hill. Right. Like, is that his nickname? The mayor? Yes. That's fair. I mean, uh, that's who, in my opinion, that's who it is. I, I mean, it's if it's not him, I don't know who else. No offense, no offense to to Beto Duran, uh, but it's the man. Oh, Dan, dude. Did you call him Beto? Beto. I have oh. allergies. My bad, because I can't oh. barely breathe. My bad. And Beto's going to send us a strongly worded tweet now. It's yeah, burnt. I mean, Beto's a homie. I, I, I would say, though, uh, I call him B because I like how other people for many years have tried to say his name. And so they go with Bert, Beto, <laughs> Bert, Bert, Bert or Beto. Hey, Beto. Yeah. Hello, 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 Bert, Bert, Durant, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I've actually never heard of that. That's incredible. He owns it. He owns it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Alicia, we're going to end the show the way we always end the show on this uh, program. You know that we're about the Dodgers. We're about LA, but most importantly, we're about taco culture mm-hmm. now we buried the lead but you are you know born in uh la proper right so yeah. are you an angelina Ooh, I've do you been. consider yourself an angelina because you were raised in picolandia right yes i was born shout at- out to the jaripeo everybody right. <laughs> <laughs> i was born uh they're not going to welcome us back my parents were at ELAC, and so I lived in East LA until my sister was born, and then we moved to Pico. Um, and my parents still, and my parents and my 93-year-old Nana still live in Pico. They love Pico Rivera. Um, I've and- never been asked that question. I, I, I call myself an Eastsider, actually, because once again, no one pays attention to anything east of the 110. <laughs> so... That's what I call myself. Okay. So then what is your favorite taco and where do you go to get tacos? Ah, damn. After my whole big speech, um, 
uh, after my soliloquy on the 562, I'm going to go back to the LA area. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> See what you did? Wow. She turned be her welcome. back on the SGV. Yeah, Picolandia Pico is SGV, right? Yes, it is. San Gabriel Valley. About to, that, about to say the other valley is not going to welcome her back. Good job, Juan. Thanks. Good yeah, exactly. The okay. beautiful hills. The people of the beautiful hills are going to be very upset now. <laughs> so but I they have a nice town center. They do. I live in Frogtown, which is along the L.A. River. It's one of the oldest communities, one of the most diverse communities left in this northeast L.A. area. There is a fish, uh, fish taco truck, Ricky's fish tacos. That is amazing. Um, I once did a story on him when he still had his pop-up before Instagram and all that made pop-ups famous. He was doing it from his front yard in Silver Lake. Channel seven used to let me do a weekly segment called uh, Alicia's top seven. So it was the top seven tacos that I I love the fish tacos Baja style, right? The whole like history. Grilled or fried? Right, Baja, right. Beer batter. You know where they got that from was the Japanese fishermen that rolled up to Baja. They taught Mexicans or showed Mexicans the tempura way. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. The more that you know. Badass. Maybe I should do a food show. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so... I love fish tacos. I love Baja because I like when I go out to eat, I like to eat things that I don't make at home and I never make fish tacos. I'm not over there with my tempura batter. So that's my number one. And it's um, right there in Frogtown, right next to me in between Atwater and Frogtown and Atwater tries to claim them. And I get it. I would too, but it's right under the bridge on Riverside drive next to Dodger stadium. You guys fight over him. The point is we get to eat his tacos. I love Ricky's. If I was to get, uh, my, my most recent favorite is El Russo, which I will admit, I it's Instagram famous, right? LA taco famous. Um, and I love the beans, the rijoles with the, like the fried cheese thing and the tortilla, like, oh my God. And that's, they have a brick and mortar now in Silver Lake on Sunset. You know, what else is good is, um, if I have to give some love to Pico, Pepe's. Pepe's on Telegraph, right on the border of Pico and Downey. You know, there's going to be a show about Downey coming soon. I think Wilmer Valderrama is doing it. Have you guys heard about that? No. Yeah. See, I know Juan hasn't because he has. That's the part of his fight club. Is is the SGV? You don't. You want to fight Wilmer? No, I don't. No, 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 no. no. No, He's not. It's only baseball announcers in my fight club. Yeah. Yeah, Wilmer. Wilmer's too pretty. Oh, <laughs> Wilmer's actually really, really nice. I, I've interviewed him a few times and he's one of the most gracious interviews. Very friendly. And now he's going to fight one. So we, we've made it. Maybe another time we could talk about the worst interviews I've ever had. Anyway, you mean, you so, mean like make a list, uh, the list of the worst interviews? Is that what you're saying? Roger, can I can I jump on that list of yours? La Lista and write down who was so rude or mean or cold to me. I don't, while I I don't have a list, but I can job. start one for you. Yeah, like, again, he, I, he, I can start that list for you. He, he's adamant that this list doesn't exist. And I'm sorry, there is an embargo on point giving on this podcast until the <laughs> list comes to fruition. So our lawyers have discussed this and he still okay. <laughs> denies all the existence. So it is what it is. There's just turmoil inside of the bleed loss camp. I apologize. Mm, okay. I hear you right on. Oh, and I, I cannot, I would be remiss if I didn't give my my homies, my jefe, George Lopez, he has his own taco spots in uh, Yamaba Casino. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yamaba. Is that how you say it? Because I've, I've legit had that. No that's how I hear it on the Lakers broadcast. Okay. So. There you go. <laughs> and we don't have to apologize for anything. Today. I hear it on uh, on my uh, AM. Hey, babyface, let's reach out to our uh, Yamaha expert and uh, see w- what they say. I, I first went to his Chingon kitchen and had tacos. They were delicious. And it was still San Manuel back then. But uh, I also got to give, oh, really quickly. If you are near a food for list, go inside and see if you can track down. George Lopez has his own packaged meats that he uses for his tacos. He has carne asada and pollo asado, but 
the carne asada is my favorite out of the two because it's like steak. It's like itty bit, like the, the cuts are steak, like, like tidbits, delicious. And it's uh, marinated and it's like in a big fat packet. You could see the meat. They don't hide it. So only available, I believe at food for less and no, I'm not getting paid. I'm not a sponsor. I just, I'm, I will never steer you wrong. It's worth the money. And plus, hello, shout out. He's like Martha Stewart with his own food in supermarkets. That's badass. That's true. Right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it on. Each other so we have more of that. And then Trejo's Tacos. Um, uh, Danny Trejo's the sweet, a big sweetheart of a man, humanitarian, actor, author, philanthropist. He owns, is uh, a community activist, la, 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 la. And he makes good tacos. If you get to Trejo, Trejo's Cantina in Hollywood, that's the usual one I go to. They have a fried chicken taco, which I would never think to put fried chicken in a taco. Same. Right? I, and I was forced to try it, and it was actually really delicious. I was forced to, to try it. They tied her down, and they were forcing tacos down her mouth. They waterboarded her until she yeah. tried the taco. Well, because you know they're going to come I waterboarding tacos. Horrible. <laughs> Okay, guys, you know, taco purists are going to come for me now. Like, true. oh, my yeah. God, it, it can't be a taco if it has fried chicken. But I'm telling you, you take it up with machete. I am not going to go there. It yeah. was delicious is my point. Juan, Juan could throw hands with machete. I, I personally am not going to take that approach because exactly. he's a treasure. You tell I'll, him. I'll block his punches with my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, Alicia. Thank you yeah. for joining us. Um, oh, I had so much fun, guys. Thank you. Now that uh, now that we've established that there's multiple fight clubs, I should let you know, <laughs> for the sake of transparency, that we've been taking notes amongst us. Uh, Roger not included because, again, there's an embargo. But Juan and I <laughs> would like to extend an offer uh, to you that, I mean, we're, we're going to try to make it as attractive as possible because okay. this economy is rough, right? Because, I mean, Juan doesn't even drive to work anymore because he's so upset. So we would like you, since you're a free agent, to potentially join our podcast. Uh, starting salary is $0. There is oh, no benefits. Okay. We, we can talk baseball. Yes. Uh, and occasionally we'll have uh, some well-known people on, like Carlos Mencia, to discuss fight clubs. <laughs> so if, <laughs> if that, I mean, listen, no offense to Carlos, but he kind of got himself caught up. Let's just be real for what it is. All wow. seriousness, though, uh, <laughs> if uh, if that is an attractive offer for you, we would love for you to uh, to join us here at Bleed Los Media. Okay, just so I understand, sure. and you are recording this. Uh, it is being recorded. I, I would become a co-host with you, gentlemen, uh -huh. and we get to talk baseball and tacos and LA love because I am LA woman. Wink, wink. Um, but I don't get any monies and no benefits. Is that correct. correct? That is all correct. No you lie. Get, you, get, you get kind of salad shirts. <laughs> oh, you get kind of salad shirts. Yeah. I mean, you'll get <laughs> occasionally oh, you'll get a hat. Baby uh, face sent me a hat. Oh, OK. So then you, you already paid for the year. Too. Like you, you have you have received your compensation for all of 2022. I don't know why you sent it to me. Thank you, baby face. Because look at it's like decision day. I am going with bleed lows. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. <sighs> Well, welcome aboard. Uh, I can't wait for uh, for you to join Juan's Fight Club. I it's am inevitable. a friend of the carne asada. Thank you, guys. That's right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, Alicia is trying on the shirt. It is now <laughs> official. Alicia has joined as one of the co-hosts. And we're being dead serious right now. This is, this is all, 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 all bullshit aside. All dead bullshit serious. aside. Alicia Del Valle is joining uh, Bleed Los, uh, the Bleed Los podcast and Bleed Los Media, which are two real things awesome. somehow because we're not paying anyone anything, apparently. <laughs> and uh, and here we are. So, Alicia, that's, thank you for joining us. That's how much I'm a fan. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait. Let's get to work. Let's do it. Well, on that note, we will end this week's episode. Uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Thank Alicia, for joining. Dad. Thank you. And uh, Sorry, and Carlos. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Carlos Mencia ran out of time. That's our bad scheduling. I'm conference. just saying, like, I don't like to call people out. I'm about love. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but last thing, Alicia, where can people find you on the socials? Oh, it's easy peasy. Thank you. It's my name, Alicia Dalvaye, on Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook, A-L-Y-S-H-A-D-E-L-V-A-L-L-E. And I'm even on Snapchat, but I'm rarely on. Um, oh, and TikTok. I started a TikTok as well. Look at me. Go, go follow Alicia. But on that note, we'll end this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Alicia. And, uh, and we're excited to work with you. We're excited to hit the ground running. Awesome. Me too. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.